0: So we are continuing our discussion on Raghunuga Bhakti as explained by Sri Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and by the commentator Sri Jiru Goswami and Vishwind Chakvati Thakur. Mm-hmm. And at this point Rupa Goswami has defined Ragnuga Bhakti uh, by way of introducing the ragatmikas that um, the the Raganuga Anuga means to follow, whose rag, mm-hmm. um, the sadakas and Ragnuga, Sadhana Bhakti, f- follow in the wake of, This is the focus, hmm? that kind of absorption in love of God exhibited by them, that they personify, that they live and breathe. So he's now continuing his explanation of ragatmika Bhakti, which is vital in, uh, for, uh, to understand Ragnuga Bhakti. We have to understand... Ragatmika bhakti, as I say, it's about following that. Hmm? So he says that, verse two seventy three, Sakam rupa, cheti, babed vidha. He says so of this uh, ragatmika bhakti, there are two types: vidha, kam and sambandh What does that mean? Uh, Kama means desire. Hmm. And in another broader sense, it means love, Hmm. that all desires are filled in, or something like the chief of all desires, the most powerful desire of loving. Uh, And sambanda means relationship. Hmm. So he says there are two types of ragatmika bhakti. And as we'll hear, of course, there are ahead of us two corresponding types of raganuga bhakti: mm. that which follows the Samunda roop and that which follows the um, kama roop mm. But tonight, he's just pointing out that there are two types, and, and there's, there's an important distinction that he makes between these two. Mm. He gives these two names um, for them, and uh, uh, it's important to understand the implications of those names and that division. Sambandha means relationship and it refers to those devotees of the Braj that have a relationship with Krishna hmm, that's based on being in a relationship with Krishna <laughs> that is, in one sense, acceptable within the Braj lila. So, um, you have a relationship with your son. You have a relationship with your servants. Um, you have a relationship, relationship with your friends. This is all samandarupa, mm-hmm. ragatmika bhakti. Mm-hmm. Starting with the servants, of course, the servants or the dasya rasa in Vrajalila is different than the Dasya Rasa we find in Bhaykuntha. There, they are the household um, servants of Krishna, for the most part. This is their their sentiment. So within the context of the Vrajalila, there's also a Varanashram external. As Like I said the other night, there's also an external Vaidhi Bhakti going on. Hmm means none of these things are left out, even though both of them are discarded, in a sense. We discard them by way of going over the head of them hmm? and including whatever is valuable within them, so to speak. And so this is a, a way of saying that, in a sense, in that they're represented externally. So ex- externally, there's a Varnashram system. Hmm? Once I was uh, explaining that the uh, the varnashram of the brudge and somebody, another um, person from another institution said, well, there's no varnashram in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, that, that's true. There is not, and there is. Hmm? There's no, it, 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 it's a structure, it's the structure hmm, to the leela, the social structure. To the leela, but the leela is fueled by centered on all about something else. If, what I was explaining is you cannot just take from the varnashram in Krishna Leela as it's described and import it here hmm, and give it the kind of importance hmm, that will override what the leela is actually about—the feelings of love, the rag that's driving it. Hmm. So, for example, ladies in the brachalila have a certain role. Hmm? Hmm? The gopis. Maybe they stand in the back or something, you know, just to use a crude example. So if we import that from there to here hmm, and think that in doing that we're really getting to the essence of the brachalila and setting up this external structure in this way, and that in turn gets in the way of, of uh, facilitating full participation in in that which will uh, bring within us what the leela is all about—hearing and chanting and uh, and so on and so forth—in, for example, society where that kind of idea would be very unpopular. And ladies might say, "Well, I won't we'll bother coming then to the temple. They're sexist here, or something like that." So to insist on something like that in the name of we want to be follow the leela is uh, is not to get the point <laughs> very well. This is a very superficial structure, obviously, to the leela. <clears throat> Bhakti is also there. So they uh, they they in the house of Nandamaraj they worshiping Shalagram Narayan in the form of Dev every day. Of course, it's more like, kind of, like most of the devotees do, the arctic, and their mind is somewhere else. (laughs) They try to bring it back. but It's going somewhere else. There, of course, the mind is going to Krishna. Hmm? Where is he? What is he doing? And, all right, and so forth. They go to church on Sundays there. Something like that. Otherwise... They're preoccupied with something else. Hmm? But in one sense, it, it, does, it does give uh, a, a, a firm value, Varnashram. On some level, it has value. Bhakti transcends it, obviously, but it has some value. Vaiti Bhakti has, is, has value, it's important. It's part of Uttam Bhakti, hmm? um, as described by Rupa Goswami and so forth. But the subject here is, is rag Bhakti, and this is the subject of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. This is what it's what it's all about. So, uh, there are relationships hmm, based on the social structure, hmm, and they play out in any society to to, to a large extent. There's there's there is there, and there's a decorum. There's things you do and that you don't do in your relationship with your teacher, your master. Hmm? So, Krishna's servants have a certain role that they play. And they experience their love of Krishna, their rag, in the context of that role. Hmm? Similarly, so really the parents have a certain role. There's a very defined uh, relationship. What is, the, and, and there are things that you don't do with your kids and that your kids don't do with you hmm? that they might do with, with other people in other relationships. Hmm? So, The servant-master is a relationship that's defined and it has, um, um, as I say, kind of rules that that govern it in a sense, Hmm? limitations to what it can constitute in terms of its expression. Hmm? Um, And similarly with friendship Hmm? and friendly love. There are certain things you do with, with friends that you wouldn't do with other people and, and things that you don't do with friends that you might do with, with with others who you're not in a friendly relationship with. So this is all samvandarupa ragatmika bhakti. It's uh, in one sense the greater part of the praj, because there's more, it's three against one here. The other is this kamanuga bhakti but the kamanuga is really bigger and it pervades the whole of the Brajlila. and Kamanuga here ka, or, or excuse me kamat, kamarupa or the ragatmikas means parakhea above hmm? if it was swaki above some people say that this parakhea this unwedded love which as you can imagine 4 or 5 300 years ago and even today in some circles is not a good thing it's not Advisable. It's not. Uh, um, I remember once, and i told the story before, riding on a rickshaw to go to the temple to have darshan, and um, getting stuck in Brindaban during the Verma Band's uh, wedding procession. And big tubas and everything, and some guy riding on a donkey with a turban on, and all this festivities going on. All. That's it. Traffic stops, that's it. Shops kind of stop and throw flowers or whatever, look at it and, and celebrate it. And I'm a sannyasi going to a temple, sitting with a brahmachari, uh, who's uh, on the on rickshaw with me, and he says, boy, this is terrible, you know. We've got to get interrupted by a wedding, which is sangsara, hmm? in pursuit of going to the temple, you know, unravel the samsara. I'm saying it better than he did, but he was upset with the fact that we were being interrupted in our padasevanam, in a sense, and walking, you know, to the to the to the temple. But I was relishing it myself hmm? and thinking, "This is so beautiful. See what they're doing. This man, this tendency, this rag of the material world hmm? Hmm? is." is, is, is in in the sense of lawlessness and passion and emotion-driven, where the mind isn't functioning and calculating or thinking. Hmm? This is Raghav Bhakti. There's no thinking going on there. Pujapachita Maharaj referred to it sometimes as brain-dead bhakti, something like that. The brain's dead, the heart's just going. Hmm? So in this world, that's not a good idea. (laughs) They have the brain dead and the heart just runs and so forth. So people run here and there after the feeling, after the magic, and when the magic's gone, then they look for it somewhere else, never realizing it's just magic. That infatuation and so forth that draws, um, is the binding kind of force, um, in in a sense, is something, of course, that in Swakya wears off after time, and there's a normalization and then there are rules, and especially in the Vedic society, the woman has a certain role and the husband has a certain role and, and so forth. It's again a form of sambandha. Hmm? But this isn't present in the brudge because nobody's married uh, to Krishna. In the brudge lila, that swakya has its place on the outer petals of the lotus of, of, of Golo. As I said, I think I might, might, might have mentioned the other night, that's where the nimbarkis go. From our perspective, hmm? they don't accept parokhya, and so the the anti parakya vādis, if you will, have to accept it as something that is expressed in the Prakat lila, the manifest lila, on earth, because well, there it was. Hmm? Uh, it's described uh, like that in the Bhagavad The Bhagavad is describing the Prakat lila, the manifest lila, hmm? and so they look at it as a as a uh, what do you call it? Like nimitta, hm Leela, not a nitya leela, an occasional leela, just like ki- Krishna kills demons occasionally <laughs> when he comes to this world. But there's no demons there to kill in the unmanifest leela, something like that. Hmm? Um So they tried to relegate the parakya to to the uh, the prakat leela and dismiss its presence in the paravyam, hmm? In, the, in, the, in, the, in unmanifest leela, this is of course was a big subject in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and um, and because Jiva Goswami has written about it repeatedly, in Brahma Samhita in in Numani, Krishna Sandarbha, Gopal Champu, hmm? he writes about Swakya, in in Goloka, and so there appears to be a difference between him and Rupa Goswami on the issue. But the godis have harmonized this by some things that Jiva Goswami has said. For example, in his um, commentary in Ujwil Nilmani, he makes a point at the end, what I've written here, some of it is what I feel and some of it is, is, is uh, how others feel and I'm honoring their feelings, something like that. So it's thought that some of his disciples, his followers, hmm, Jiva Goswami, of course, was the siksha guru of all of Gaudiya Vaishnavism at the time. So some people, we could say, involved, how close to him they were or not, uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe a question. But they don't, um, they, they're having a hard time accommodating parakya because of the connotations hmm, of parakia, as I mentioned. Hmm. We were there watching the wedding, and I'm thinking, this is great, you know. Here's this tendency for a guy to go you know, here, there, and everywhere, maybe ladies too, you know, go here, there, and everywhere hmm, to fulfill their amorous uh, sensibilities. And what's happening here is we're with big horns and a parade. We're announcing these two are going to stick together here and we're going to license this tendency hmm, that is unlicensed, for example, in the animal kingdom. hmm, We're going to license it and we're going to say it can go on here, and in such a way as that it will go away, mm-hmm. and the, the magic will be gone, and there'll be, and there'll be something more m- meaningful to get to get on with, uh, so to speak. Uh, but we're announcing it so that you know, you're not going to expect to see this guy over, you know, there or over here. He, he's off limits now. She's off limits. And I thought this was very beautiful. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciating the you know what it what it what it uh, uh it's the significance of the the wedding the announcement the procession invite everybody you know make a big show i mean that may be lost to some extent in today's running celebrations but this is the idea of what it was uh about so I was appreciating it hmm? That Brahmacharis got married a long time ago, <laughs> so uh, it, it's uh, it's not about running away from anything either. <clears throat> if you uh, this may come up in the course of this discussion here in Rag Bhakti, as Rupa Goswami uh, goes to uh, s- supporting evidence for his idea that uh, his position that there are two types of Raag Bhakti in Bhagavatam. we'll get to that. But um, the idea that that is that that whether we like a thing or don't like a thing, it doesn't make any difference, hmm? materially speaking. If we're attached to a thing, if we have rag for it, or we have aversion for it, we're equally in the material world. Spiritual life is to not have either. Hmm? So to be... to be, just like somebody gives a big donation to the mission. Hmm? somebody gives up their job then their 401k for the mission hmm? for example hmm? and and then they're they're not shy to remind you of the fact I gave my 401k I gave up my job for this I quit this for that I left this for that I did th- it means you haven't left it yet, <laughs> you haven't let go of it yet. You're still trying to get something out of it. You're still trying to milk it for something, hmm? in the form of, you know, I'm, I'm no longer interested in it, I gave it up. You haven't given it up. Hmm? So, w- 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 so it is with liking and disliking in, 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 in the material world. That's why I say uh, there are two sides, so to speak. Of the same coin. Hmm. So, at any rate, point here is overarching point that we're making is that is that um, that in parakia, hmm, as opposed to swakia, hmm, swakia means married, or it means uh, what does it mean? Uh, parakia means another. Hm? Hmm? owned. owned. Yeah, so you're, yeah. one's owned, owned swakya. Uh, 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 this Kamrupa Bhakti is referring to parakya, and parakya is present in the, the Leela There's a big argument I was making, I was saying with regard to this, or big discussion with regard to this, and um, it was... Persons like Bishwana Chakwadhitaku who very much sorted it out in his commentary on the same book, Ujjwal Nilmani, hmm? making the point, this is what Jeeva is really saying, he's saying this for those people who couldn't, like, have just had a hard time digesting it because of the material ramifications, implications, and the ways, especially in those times that, that parakya, uh, was was thought about. Cheating on your, you know, your spouse, basically, unwedded love, uh, uh, romance, and, uh, and and so forth, um, and this with the Godhead, oh, my, oh my God, kind of a feeling, hmm, was the, the idea, and um, so anyway, he, in his Ujmal commentary, it's probably the longest commentary on any of the verses that he gives, a huge discussion from all angles how Parakia is. This must be the opinion of Jeeva Goswami, and this is what, um, uh, from every point our scriptures are saying, and so forth, that this is the love of the gopis, par excellence in the Paravyom. of yom. So, uh, it, and, and I'm just pointing it out here, that it cannot be nuga and thereby distinguished from some Bandanuga if it was Swakya. Because Swakya means there are rules to the relationship. In the parakya, there are no rules to the relationship. Hmm? There are no limits. Parakya is a limitation in one sense, you understand. In other words, the gopis can't meet with Krishna. In broad daylight, it's a limitation. But it's a limitation that that causes them to enter into a relationship that has no limitations hmm? as to the nature of the relationship. Therefore, for example, within Kamanuga, gopis can experience parental love. They can experience friendly love they can experience uh, servitude. Hmm? Perhaps not as fully, full-blown as you can do it in any of those individually, but in a parakia relationship, all those things come up to some extent, and other things, which you know, it's probably better not mentioning, but uh, there's no rules to the relationship. There's no structure to that. Hmm? It's, 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 we're, on, we're on our own here we're on uncharted in uncharted waters hmm? and no one's supposed to know about it we're not we're not supposed to be doing it so how do you do it <laughs> there's no rules for it hmm? there's no there's no there's no written script for this we're off the script here we're spontaneous in the full sense of the term hmm? you understand so this is why the Kamanuga is distinguished from the Sambandanuga. Hmm. And, and the point also is that hmm, this is the zenith of possibilities in, uh, of, of, of Ragatnica bhakti. Now, Some people will use that um, by the force of their own ruchi, their own taste, their own rag, their own rati, their own bhava, to say, for example, that when Sarup Damada Gosami writes... And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami quotes him in Chaitanya Charitamrita in his Ashurvad Sloka, his giving of blessings verse, anār-pita-caryam-carat-karunayabhata-nakalo carat karunayabhata samar sabhakte-sriyam that not for a long time has this ever been given to the world, what is that, the highest ujjval rasa and so forth. When Krishnadas is unpacking that verse and he says, this is he's coming to give Dasya Sakya Batsali and all this the the, the the feelings of the Ragatmikas of of, of the Braj. Hmm? They want to say really it's only talking about Parakia. Hmm? And and within that Manjari Bhav and they'll say because within the, the Parakia, within Bhav, then Dasya Sakya Batsali is there and more. Hmm? So it's okay they feel like that. We, 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 we are pleased, in one sense, to see their enthusiasm for their uh, sentiment, the, the kind of feeling-based reasoning about, about it, and so forth. But the history, course, shows something a little, a little different, that there is, uh, there's some space for other sentiments to, to uh, that, that are included within... Uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, hmm? and to some extent, everybody will do that with their own, with their own bhav. Hmm? Find ways, not even find ways, but naturally think about verses differently. That's according to the sentiment. Like the Gopis will say in Vedangita that oh, there's nothing more beautiful than seeing Krishna and Balaram entering the forest with their cows, and cowherd friends walking up on the Govardhan hill. This is the most beautiful thing to see. And Gopas, those in Sakharaj would say, see, even the Gopis are saying this is the best thing. Hmm? They wish they could be like doing this. Haribo. <laughs> <Jairam>. <laughs> Jai Ram. And from Maduria perspective, they have a different interpretation of the verse altogether. Hmm? So, it's all right. Hmm? And it's a fact also. That that Kama nuga, or Kama atmika, uh, Bhakti, kamarupa Bhakti, this Bhakti of the Gopis, this this type of rag, that is distinguished from Samadhanuga and in in, 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 some other rupa in significant ways, important ways, in order to emphasize its excellence. Jiva Gosami gives a, gives the example of 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 the saying hmm, the people are coming, hmm? Um, along with the king, hmm? the people of uh, the people of the palace are coming. Along with the king, well, it's a given that if the people of the palace are coming, the palace re- residents are coming, that the king is coming. Hmm? But to emphasize the, the distinction between the king and the people, they say the p- palace residents and the king are coming. Uh, the devotees of of of, of Madhavan and Gurumurthy are coming. Hmm? I'm also a devotee of Madhavan. <laughs> Why you have to make me distinguish? Because I'm the position that I hold, and so on and so forth. So he's saying, in this way, uh, uh, Raga's uh, ka, 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 uh, uh, Kamarupa is distinguished from Samvandarupa. Hmm? It holds an important position. So having made this statement. Hmm, He's kind of, it would appear, altogether in unshorted territory here. Speaking about the Brachalila, Rag Bhakti. Where the heck is that? Where's the book about that? This is the book about that. Hmm? But how can that? Where then is there any support for that? He says Ata Raganuga. That's how he began this section. Now we talk about Raganuga. Hmm? He talked about Vaidi Bhakti. He also talked about that in a very beautiful way. Mm-hmm. From an Uttam Bhakti perspective. But it's pretty easy fairly easy to gather that from the Bhagavatam. And the Ramanuja will take that from the Bhagavatam, the 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 the, the, the um, um, will take that from the Bhagavatam and so forth. Uh, as I said earlier, this this Ragmarg idea, this is not Really, what the Nimbarkis are talking about, even the Balavas, it's, it's a Gaudiya idea, with the Prem as the Prayogion, and so on and so forth. Um, so, he's kind of in uncharted territory. He's making a sampradaya here. Hmm? He was taught well by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Prayog, empowered to, to re- represent him, to represent him, what happened there. It's said at that point that Rupa Goswami blessed Krishnadas or Kaviraj Goswami says it touched the head of Rupa and blessed him just like Krishna blessed Brahma at the dawn of creation and gave the chaturshloka and and so forth hmm? still we don't call it the Rupanuga sampradaya hmm? we call it the Chaitanya sampradaya uh, we don't call it the Rupa Goswami sampradaya we never will. we call it the Chaitanya sampradaya the Gaudiya sampradaya hmm? uh, but um but Rupa's been described like this, as like, like it's happening again, and it's Krishna in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and it's Rupa Goswami in the position that Brahma was in previously, which is, a, who's a much better and more qualified student, if you will, of, of the Gopal Mantra than Brahma, who's a newcomer to, the, to this. Here Krishna's come with his entourage in Gaur and he selected Rupa Goswami to empower and to take us into, as I say, what appears to be uncharted territory. So he wants to give it, put it on the map, Hmm? show academically, in a sense, that it's on the map. What's the map? The map is the sacred texts that are accepted by everybody. Hmm? The Bhagavatam is one of them, but it's not one that's understood by everybody. Hmm? What this book is about, what Satsandarva is about, hmm? is about what the Bhagavatam is about—that nobody else has ever thought of or understood and and uh, and and uh, or brought out, even imagined. Here we're talking about Kama Bhakti, the supreme position, is given to the gopis. Madhva also did this brief commentary on the Bhagavatam. Hmm? His deity is Krishna, Udupi Krishna in Udupi. This is the main deity. They worship Krishna. Hmm? It's said to be Rukmini's deity of Krishna from, from Dwaraka. Hmm? But what position does he give the gopis in his commentary? He says they're Apsaras, heavenly damsels. How different is our understanding of that text? Hmm? And therefore, how much is Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the canon, Chaitanya Charanamrita, the canon, the scriptural canon of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, more so, in a sense, than the Bhagavatam. I was in a discussion with someone uh, of another institution uh, about the nature of Bhakti and the nature of the hm? And he was a Sanskrit scholar, hmm? And uh, he he wanted to look at the Bhagavatam for what the Bhagavatam was saying in the verses its, itself and so forth, which is noble, I said. But with this issue, what is... Uh, we were looking? He was looking for a, a, a definitive definition of bhakti because I was explaining that bhakti was constituted of the sarup shakti. He was unfamiliar with that concept. Hmm? He wanted to go to the Bhagavatam. Where does it say that in the Bhagavatam? I said, well... I can, you know, show you some verses, but why don't we just go to Rupa Goswami's book and see what he says about Bhakti? He said, Well that's not scripture. You know that the Bhagavatam is the scripture. I said, You, you gotta think again here, you know, th- this is what our whole Sampradaya is based on, the interpretation of the Bhagavatam by the Goswamis. Hmm? And uh, is as an aside he had somewhere just previously quoted. Chaitanya Charitamrita and something that Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami had said about the Bhagavatam and so forth. I said, see, you're citing (laughs) Krishna Chaitanya Charitamrita is your authority here. These are more authoritative. Hmm? Uh, So it's the interpretation of the Bhagavatam which of course we'll say is is what it's really all about and if you listen to us, listen to the Gaudiya people, uh, they've got a good argument for it. Hmm? The whole Gaudi exercise is harmonizing, even for that matter, apparent contradictions in the Bhagavatam. That's what the whole krishna Sandarbha is about, to establish Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, a cornerstone of tattva, siddhanta, for Gaudiya Vaishnavism. He takes all the statements, Sri Jiva, that seem to say otherwise, hmm? looks at them in context, looks at them in relation to Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, looks at them in relation to... Trance of Vyas and so on and so forth, and says this is how they should be understood. Hmm? They seem to say this if you don't understand them in context, we give the whole context to understand the Bhagavad and then we say the Bhagavad is the context from which, by which, to understand every other of the sacred texts, as it itself proclaims by way of stating that it is the mature, final contribution of of Vyas. So words of Rupa Goswami, hmm? how he's explained Bhagavatam, this is the, the heart of the Bhagavatam. And who is he? He's a Kam, Kamatnika. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Kamarupa Bhakta. Hmm? He's from that, that sector. He's come to tell us about that. And he says, so let's put it on the map because we appear to be off the map. Let's put it on the map and refer to the Bhagavatam. Hmm? It's found in the Bhagavatam. Where does he find it in the Bhagavatam? Hmm? He cites two verses here next. He says, the verses stay, kāmad-veṣad-vayat-sneha dita-bhakti-śpare-manaha abeṣa-tad bahabastad gatim gata kopya kamad kamso devas vesa chaidya nipa sambandhad vishnayasnehad sneha d yūyambhākya-vayam-dipho he goes to the seventh canto. He cited the seventh canto earlier, same verse, uh, at least at least one of these, earlier in the text when he explained Vaidibhakti. When he was explaining, after defi- he defined Vaidibhakti, he said, and this is explained in the Bhagavatam, in the seventh canto, in this verse spoken by Narada. Hmm? What's Narada doing there? Nard is talking to Maharaj Yudhisthira. What's the context in which the conversation is taking place? Parikshit Maharaj just finished hearing the sixth canto, hmm. and where there was a discussion of how Krishna had taken the or Vishnu God had taken the side of the devas in, the, in, in a you know confrontation with the with, with the demons. And so, what came up in his mind is: is, is there a par- Is God partial? Hmm? Is there partiality? That would be a problem if God was partial. So, uh, Sukadev begins to explain: God is impartial. In the context of explaining, he says, "Let me tell you," by way of a narrative, hmm? and he takes us to the tenth canto of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? The tenth canto of the Bhagavatam where Yudhisthira Maharaj asks Narada a question. Hmm? And the question is how is it that Sishupal, Chediraj, hmm? mentioned here? Uh, really, how how is it that that, that, that that Sishupal, who from his very birth hated Krishna? Hmm? And uh, it's a story of that, of course, he, he, he could never do anything but criticize Krishna and never uh, the subject of Krishna came up. Hmm? Krishna made a a pledge to his devotees that i I'll, I'll let him he, he's related to me in some ways, so I let him go a hundred times, a hundred 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 vilifications, hundred and one I won't tolerate. Hmm? I can't ask my devotees. To to be that to be that tolerant, hmm? A hundred times he can vilify me. I won't do anything. If he crosses over that, then I'll finish him. Hmm? He won't be able to blaspheme anymore. I'll take his head off, something like that. This is this, this idea. So, in the Rajasuya sacrifice, where just Maharaj was being uh, established as the uh, the, the emperor. Hmm? Uh, uh, one of the big issues that came up. As the procedures were about to take place, that who will be the first worshipped person? Hmm? So there's a person, a celebrity, uh, a a uh, noble person who's selected and and given the first first worship. And this is a big thing that people were thinking: maybe it'll be me, maybe it'll be me, yeah? and, and so forth. And so um, Krishna was selected. Hmm. And people went, yeah, that could be a good idea. Some people, of course, they always went, Jai, Krishna, yes, yes, in and, and every way. And some people went, yeah, you might, wouldn't have thought of that myself, but yeah. But this Shady Raj, Sishupal said, Krishna, you've got to be kidding me. He stood up and interrupted and protested. You've got to be kidding me. Hmm? We didn't even know who the, what caste this guy is. We know who his family is. Some people say his mother is Vasudev. Some people say his, his mother is Yashoda. He doesn't even know who his mother is. What do we say that? He doesn't know who his father is. Hmm? There's confusion about that. What kind of person is this? Hmm? What kind of, you know... And, and, and so he began to criticize. So many, And Krishna's listening. And the devotees are just agitated and wanting to cut off his head. But Krishna had said, you know, can't do anything to him. And Krishna's counting one, two, three more. <laughs> uh, And a hundred. <clears throat> and off with his head. Hmm? And at that time, it said that, that everybody saw this uh, the this effulgence come out of uh, Sissupala and enter into Krishna. The implication of which, for the devotees like Yudhisthira, was that he entered into Krishna. His self entered into Krishna. He, he got... Liberation, mm-hmm. and how the guy was so envious of Krishna. Mm-hmm. So, how is it possible? He asked Nard. How is it possible that Sishupal could attain a position of liberation by hating Krishna, which people try to attain by yoga and austerities and and uh, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, Narada's is answering, and Sukadeva is bringing this up because, in the context of the story, it's obvious that Krishna didn't have partiality. Mm. In that, even while his devotees would glorify him and they would get liberation, Sisupal vilified him and he got liberation also. Of course, Krishna killed him and he got liberation. So, there's some nuance to this, an important nuance but overarching in a general sense, with regard to whether he's partial or not. This is an example. He's impartial. Hmm? Even to those who vilify him and he kills, he gives them liberation. Hmm? But the point that Rupa Goswami is making here is twofold. First, his point is that two types of mental and emotional absorption are mentioned in here, other than Sissupal's, Other than Kamsas, out of fear. Sister out of enmity. Hmm? Nard cites himself out of bhakti. He's referring to Vaidhi bhakti. Hmm? By, by, by Vaidhi bhakti, by enmity, hmm? by fear, hmm? by calm, and by samunda, he says. Hmm? Hmm? that. Just as just as by by Vaidhi bhakti, hmm, one can attain one's spiritual goals. Many persons have attained suitable forms according to their type of absorption after absorbing their minds in the Lord, out of lust, hatred, fear, affection, and and after giving up their sinful mentality. My dear King Yudhisthira, the gopis by their conjugal desires, Kamsa by his fear, Sisupalana the kings by envy, the Vrishnis by their relationship, uh, uh, by their relationship with an affection for Krishna, hmm? and a persons like myself, Nara, by our Vaidhi Bhakti, have attained Krishna's mercy. So, he's mentioning here... Um, Different ways in which people become absorbed. You just is saying he, he Sisupal got absorbed hmm, in thinking of Krishna. There are other ways that people get absorbed, and two of the ways mentioned here words are Kama and Sambandha. So Rupa Goswami says, he, as I say, he's trying to put it on the map. <laughs> Who would have thought? We go to Sisupal, Lila, and Dwarka to find out about Raghunuga Bhakti, two types of Raghunuga Bhakti. This is the way I'm saying it, how the Goswamis are thinking about the Bhagavatam, what they're drawing from it and so forth. Nobody's going to get that. Hmm? Hmm. That kind of thing. Hmm? They're living in the Leela hmm? and, and explaining it to us. Their, their position is... and not that like or Ramanuja to comment on the Bhagavatam? They should just step back and leave that for the, for the gaudis. Hmm? So, it's possible. The idea here is to be absorbed in and attain Krishna by kama and by sambandha. So, hmm? these are the two forms. He says. Now, there's a more explanation to come, uh, in as we proceed. But uh, the commentators here have stressed. Not only are they. Is Rupa Goswami putting us on the map, so to speak, with this Kamanuga or Kamarupa, and there are two kinds of it, and so forth, by way of locating it in the Bhagavatam with the specific words itself. There may be other references to that we could draw and say this is talking about that. But here he's using these specific words, and these words are found right in the, in the text, Sambanda and Kama. Hmm. Uh, but furthermore, another point he wants to make here is, is he's still distinguishing for us, really, between Vaidhi Bhakti and Rag Bhakti. And Nard was a Vaidhi Bhakti and he said this. And what he's saying is, this is uh, quite a, amazing. Hmm? Uh, there's a difference between this, this really and, and, and Vaidhi Bhakti because why? He's talking about emotional absorption, fear, envy, I cannot mandate to someone, be envious of him. You understand? Love her. Hmm? You can't do that. Hmm? I can mandate, you should serve God. And this will be the result. I can motivate you. Hmm? But I cannot say, uh, love him, hate him. Hmm? These things are coming spontaneously, naturally. They're, They're not under... They're not, there's a different force behind them hmm, than than scriptural mandates that generate impetus for engaging in Vaidhi Bhakti in a whole system of engagement. Wherein, of course, through Vaidhi Bhakti you will attain um, Vaikuntha, also Dwarka, possible. Ramalila, and so forth, but the, those are higher ideas. The general idea, of course, of Vaikuntha, it's very different from our ideal of Rag Bhakti. And be, be, without knowing it, sometimes, as we come to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, we're hearing about Rag Bhakti. We're hearing about, in the context even of being engaged in Vaidhi Bhakti, which is. For the most part, the only thing that practically that we can do, hmm? and that's why we're hearing about it. And then when we start to hear about Vaikuntha what it's like it starts to not make so much sense to us because we're thinking Bhakti should be completely unalloyed and completely like, and it's not entirely like that in Bhaktiuntha. Hmm? You think of it like this: you're living in a country, and the king is providing everything. Super far out things. Even you can have these great forms, and all opulences, and all problems are solved. Everything, and you love them for it. It's great, mm-hmm. and uh, so you're, you're. And every now and then you see them. They're the king, Jai! <laughs> Jai, Hail to the king! Hail to the king! It's kind of something like that. It doesn't have the same kind of. Uh, Afford the same constitute the same kind of absorption that we find in in The same kind of overwhelming that if he goes behind a tree and the cowards can't see him for a moment, that moment is as long as the, as a million kaliyugas put together. When will it end? Oh my! I can feel like that. The the gopis' eyes are blinking and they're thinking, God, Brahma is a terrible god. Hmm. He made eyes that blink. These examples are there to help us understand it's not like that in Vajguntha. They can close their eyes forever and, and meditate and see him in meditation. The gopis will never be satisfied seeing him in meditation. Hmm? We want him here, now, in front of them. Hmm? They don't want him in Dwarka. They don't want him in Kurukshetra. Anything like this is a very different orientation and it constitutes of an overwhelming Absorption, the likes of which we find in these type of emotional um, absorptions of the mind that come from these type of feelings, like hatred. Huh, you're just there thinking about that guy. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. Hmm. Or f- fear of a person. Hmm. Love of a person. Affection in samanda for a person and so forth. This is very powerful. Now, he doesn't mean to say that Sishupal is a ragna or a bhakti, or kamsa, out of fear. Hmm? But he wants to say, there's a, really, there's a difference between vaidhi bhakti and rag-bhakti, and it's, it's spontaneous like this. Hmm? Now, we may orient ourselves towards rag-bhakti with some vaidhi bhakti and so forth, but that rag will increase and develop and so forth, and, and the ideal, again, is these ragatnikas. Hmm? They will come. Hmm? I think, obviously, that's not what happened to Sisupal, That's not what happened to Kamsa. But what what did happen was very extraordinary. What they did attain, hmm, the overcoming of samsara and liberation, they accomplished very easily, comparatively, to the course that it uh, one would have to run through Vaidhi Bhakti to attain that. Hmm? Nard will, it, it'll be cited, if... Further verses from this seventh chapter, he marvels himself. He makes the point. Narada Muni, who could be a better Vaiti Bhakti than Narada Muni? Hmm? And Narada Muni says, I can't get as absorbed through Vaiti Bhakti as the demons can get absorbed in hating Krishna. Hmm? And as I said earlier, absorption in a thing, either hating it or loving it, brings you in... In, the, in in proximity to it, hmm? with regard sometimes to the guru, we say we, we 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 don't mind being blessed, we don't mind being chastised, but we don't want to be off his chart that he doesn't think about us. That's a problem. Indifference is a problem. Hmm? If it's indifference, then you're not on his mind. Hmm? So. <laughs> So, Nard says, I, I mean, I'm I'm absorbed in Vishnu, in Krishna, for that matter. But the way these demons have gotten absorbed in hating him, like that, doesn't come from Bhakti Bhakti. It can't. It it, it doesn't unless Bhakti Bhakti turns into Rag Bhakti. Hmm, it doesn't happen unto itself out of a mandate, out of you should do this. You can't get, as I say, you cannot mandate hate that person, love that person. It, you see it can't come out of Bhadi bhakti which is a mandate do bhakti to bhagwan hmm? you should do it he's god these are the reasons and these are the results that you'll you'll get hmm? which are motivating factors and so forth hmm? so this is a very peculiar thing that Rupa Goswami is talking about this is this is what, the, what the golok opening the doors of golok this is the descent of chaitanya mahaprabhu it's difficult to understand what he's given, what it's about. Hmm? Hmm? Some discussion is required, <laughs> and still we won't understand it. Huh? But we, we think, he seems to understand it, she seems to understand, we follow her. You know, it sounds good, you know, we'll attach ourselves there. Hmm? And then he'll say, so just do Vadi bhakti. Hmm? Do these hearing, chanting, and so on and so forth, practice like this, and, and gradually, then this, this attachment to liking for those types of the, these types of devotees that are being showcased here. These Samandarupa people, these Kamanuga people. Hmm? Hearing uh, hearing about their their leelas and so forth, the, the nature of their absorption, and we, that's why I say we're attracted to that. So we hear about and we think that, that doesn't make sense. I thought it had to be a pure, you know, you know, kind of. Oh, it's a you do, but it's you can go there and want the perks, even as I mentioned, hmm? and get them. Hmm? It's different. This is a very special corner of the spiritual world. It's not really a corner; it's, it's the center. But it's it's suetadweep. So it's the private island of Krishna. what goes on there? Hmm? You can imagine if someone had a private island off the Pacific coast of the Guanacaste, uh, uh Costa Rica, what goes on there? Uh, you can't get there within, without permission and so forth. Yeah. So mob would come to open the doors to that, distribute that to everybody. But it's a madness to distribute it because how, how can you understand it? it's, 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 it?s you have to experience it. So you have to get connected with somebody who has some experience of that and attach yourself there and follow along inviting bhakti with that idea in mind, that aspiration hmm? that I will attain, a, I want to attain a place in Goloka. I want to have more Adikar for rag bhakti. I want to increase my eligibility for, for rag bhakti. I want to understand as best I can the theory hmm? which won't enable me to understand it, even if I know the whole theory and can explain it very well. Hmm? But some explanation uh, does does uh, reveal some understanding uh, uh, as as well. So it's good to know good to know the theory, and that'll be a motivating factor. Just like I said earlier the other day, mother wants to love her son. She doesn't like I should love my son. Okay, mm. how much do they pay for that? I guess, you know. But, uh, when do I get off? When can I stop? You don't. You can't stop. It's twenty years at least. You know, <laughs> you're in for a long, a long haul here. Uh, so, but no, she loves. She doesn't think about that. But she does think, how do you do it? Do some research. Hmm? You know, there's different ways of child raising. We'll read all the books on child raising and so forth. It's a different uh, motivation. So we want to understand what is Rag Bhakti, how it works, and so on and so forth. We're very interested in that hmm? and we read the scripture with that in mind hmm? with a little rag we're going forward hmm? this, this really is our motivation hmm? in the context of that there are other motivations slightly there that we uh, sometimes we but but get krishna hmm? he wanted to go to krishna hmm? Prabhupada gave the krishna book to us first he said first you know a little taste of something the sweetness first hmm? Like in Gujarat, they give the sweets first you know, and the meal, something like that. so. You know what it's about. Get some some taste, and then then from there. So this is his point here tonight, by citing these verses, and he makes another point because the uh, first of these two Bhagavatam verses ends by making the point that after giving up their sinful mentality, hmm, in other words. Uh, one can attain the Lord, means mukti, and Sisupala attained, of course, devotional mukti. You know, from the broader perspective, obviously he was one of the, the gatekeepers of vaikuntha This is the last of the three births that he took. He and then Dantavakra was the other, Jai and Vijai, and so they're attaining their position as the gatekeepers. But, of course, this leela goes on, again and again and again. It's not every time Jaya and Vijaya are doing that. Not every time Jaya and Vijaya are Sisupala and Hm? So, the point is, the such absorption, one can attain, he first attained, apparently, Sayuja, and then he got Sarupya. I mean, he got uh, a form like that of the Lord. Uh, gatekeepers have forearms and attained uh, uh, by Kunta. but by hatred, in his case, and the absorption that that um, um, brings about, it constitutes, after becoming purified of his sins, his hatred, in other words, the absorption got him preoccupied with Krishna, and it also, in due course, did away with his hatred. It's said by Baladivadjabhusan, in his commentary uh Vinabashy Vedanta Sutra, he's explained there that the demons they're preoccupied with Krishna, he comes to kill them and at the last minute they 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 can like realize who he is and their subtle body is purified of all the uh, all the offenses and uh um, here it's described as sins and and, and whatnot, uh, sinful mentality. Hmm? the subtle body is destroyed and then they attain the mukti hmm? such as the purifying power of Krishna whoever he's in touch with becomes purified that comes first this is brought up here by by Jiva Goswami in his commentary for an important reason why is that? because it refers to Kamsa it refers to Shishupal, who had were not bhaktas they weren't doing bhakti because to hate Krishna is not favorable hmm? And bhakti is anukul. And to to fear Krishna, if you fear someone, you don't like him either. So it's not cool. Still, Krishna blessed them. Hmm? He gave them mukti. Hmm? They were absorbed in him. He gave it to them. Hmm? That's his prerogative. He's impartial. He can do. Hmm? But in the context of doing that, he purified them. Now some people think that this line... Hmm? Refers also to Kama with regard to the Gopis. Hmm? You understand? And they got purified of their lust, and then they attained some position in relation to Him, hmm? thinking that Kama refers to something undesirable. Hmm? After all, if you lust after God, or you, if lust is sin, is sinful. If hate is sinful, if you lust after God, or you hate God and it absorbs you, it would have seemed like you'd have to be freed from the hatred and from the lust and get purified. And, and the gopis didn't know that Krishna was Swayam Bhagwan. They didn't appear to know. Hmm? Of course, Yīvā Goswami explains none of this, doesn't refer to them. And he cites in his commentary... A verse from Bhagavatam, twenty-ninth chapter of the tenth canto, the beginning of the Rasa dance, and how some gopis attained, hmm, who were restrained, if you will, from going to the Rasa dance by their parents or by their husbands or whatnot, and then how they attained and so forth. So that's a long explanation by different commentators on on Bhagavatam. But the point, overarching point here, and Jiva Goswami makes it, is that. This is in the context of Leela, and they are experiencing purvarag. Purvarag means that love that that arises before having a meeting and discussing it, and say, "I love you," and you love me, and, and there's, it's, it's a form of separation in 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 madhurya rasa. I'm, I feel separation because I love him. I've seen his picture. I've seen him. Hmm? I've heard his name. I'm in love with him, but I haven't got him. Hmm? He hasn't said, I love you, or I haven't even talked to him. Hmm? But I love him. So they, in the context of the Leela, these sadhakas, very advanced sadhakas, who knew Krishna was sri Bhagavan a long time ago, many births ago, and pursued it, hmm? Hmm? They're, they're actually Raganugas. They were Raganugas. He refers to Without saying it, Raganuga. These Gopis, Raganuga. They are Raganugas who followed the Ragatmikas, who are being described here, which is what Raganuga is about, and 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 they went through Puvrag. Hmm? This is what they went through. It seemed that they had uh, two two senses. One, it's about Ragatmikas. They've already attained, but in the context of leela they're attaining. You understand? They've attained love of God, but in the context of lila, it plays itself out. Hmm? And their developments and so forth. This is for sadakas. So some of those gopis were sadakas. He says, no, it was not sinful. At that stage, the implication is in their sadhana, if you will, I mean they're they're in a the lila, They're taking it but still they're not their their bhakti is not perfect. They haven't got sneha, Man Pranai, Raganrag, Mahabhav, these developments of the bhav this has to come still hmm? so uh, it appears that they didn't know Krishna was the personality of God they were just loving him hmm? like the like the ragatmikas following in the wake of their bhava hmm? and they had something to be something yet to come to, to, to develop but there was nothing sinful in them indeed they loved Krishna they didn't hate Krishna they loved Krishna, hmm? and their love was pure. And kama is being used as a word just to, just to try to frame it and, and talk about it. Passionate like that, like like you would find in Parakya, in this world, which is like, you, there's every reason why you shouldn't do it, and you're going there anyway. Something like that. Hmm? But no, they, they were not... They, he, he, he wants to clearly establish the gopis, either the ragatmikas or the raganugas, who follow that uh, that kind of love, have any any sins to be purified um, from, with regard to the word that characterizes their love, lust. The words that are characterizing the absorption of sishupal and and. Um, Kamsar, Anukul, and they're part of this world, that has to be purified out. So this idea that after they've been purified of their sins does not refer to the Gopis. They are the most holy and the highest ideal in in Bhagavatam. Hmm? So, we end there. Hmm? For tonight, Prabhupada Goswami has explained two kinds of Raghunuga Bhakti. He's put it on the map for us of the sacred text, and he has... Uh, explained it uh, cited these verses in such a way as to say further this is a new thing it's different from Vaidya from Bhakti any question? yes You made two points that I haven't understood if they were related you said that <clears throat> because Parakya is not uh, within uh, dharma because they're not supposed to it's not, it's not supposed to happen then it takes any shape or it is like unruled and then you said before or after that parakiya contains all the other um, expressions of love was that in relation to that a way of it being of taking any shape at it once the the idea that that all the sentiments of samadhanuga are present in uh, samadharupa are present in kamrupa it's just a way of saying that it's it's more complete. It has that and more. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's slightly related also to the fact that they can have those different sentiments, whereas a mother can't have a sentiment like um, like a uh, like a servant. <coughs> uh, well, I mean, to some extent, it, it, there's a little o- o- overlapping, but but it's. M- m- Primarily with the idea that it's more comprehensive. It it, it has that and 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 more. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, it's off the map. There's no there's no rules for it. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be there. So what do we do now? I mm-hmm. guess I got confused because, yeah, I, if I if I hear Kamarupa include some Bandarupa that makes sense. But I heard parakia, I usually heard that. In general, romantic love may include expressions of you know, friendship, and even motherly feelings. It just so happens that romantic love in Vrindavan is the illegal kind. But you can be even married to somebody and have it would be it would categorize as Sringarasa as opposed to the other. It yeah. Still be maternal. <clears throat> yeah. So, but that well, it doesn't have the more hmm? that you things that you that are you don't even. You don't, you know, the husband doesn't touch the wife's feet in the Vedic Swakiyya. Hmm. Krishna's putting his head on right his feet. This means like, well, this is like really off the map. What's happening here? It's turning the whole religious world upside down. Hmm. God is touching the feet with his head of uh, 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 Mr. Bodhi. Hmm. Alright so we start the shri prabh pati ji jai see seated jagopal jai jaisi Bhaktivedanta swami Prabhupada pati jai draktak yeah, yeah. sudadev gosal mein jai to kisadan sasrita ko prabh pati ji jai Bhaktivedanta vinod puri baar ki jai ki jai